Sources. Inside Sources with Boyd Matheson. Welcome back to Inside Sources. As a reminder, you're here with Kate Klunt and Scott Simpson filling in for Boyd Matheson. And we are going to wrap up this two hours that we have really enjoyed being with you with some clips of the life of Queen Elizabeth II. Um, as we have talked about multiple times, she passed away yesterday and she has been a driving force through you know, decades of service, a symbol of the monarchy, and just completely dedicated to her country. And we're going to share some of her own words. But I think I'd like to start with uh, the Boris Johnson. You know, the yeah. guy's a full-on hooligan. Like he looks oh, like a hooligan. He often acts like a hooligan. He got thrown out because he's kind of a hooligan. And uh, but he he remains in in the House of Commons and, mm-hmm. and stood from his normal position, not not at the uh, Prime Minister's desk. And uh, gave a tribute that I thought was interesting, and we'll just hear uh, what he had to say about Elizabeth the Great. That indomitability, that humor, that work ethic, and that sense of history, which together made her Elizabeth the Great. And when I call her that, I should add one, Elizabeth the Great, I should add one final quality, of course, which was her humility, her single-bar electric fire Tupperware using refusal to be grand. Yeah, for somebody like Boris Johnson, who I think represents and has has the ability to sort of... It's the imagery of the cynicism of politics, right? Mm-hmm. To be so sincere and, and to coin this phrase, this is the first that I have heard it, referring to her as, as Queen Elizabeth the Great. And I think it's yeah. a perfect tribute. Yeah, especially because he seems to be someone who's always fighting against the man. I don't know who is more the man than the queen, the monarch. Right. And well, the, and, and you, you think about this 70-year span. She was, she really planted her flag. There's this speech that we're hearing a lot when she was tw- turned 21 on her birthday. I believe she was overseas, but she was just sort of making this coming out, declaring that she understood her role as sovereign. I declare before you all that my whole life, whether it be long or short, shall be devoted to your service and to the service of our great imperial family to which we all belong. But I shall not have strength to carry out this resolution alone unless you join in it with me, as I now invite you to do. I know that your support will be unfailingly given. God help me to make good my vow, and God bless all of you who are willing to share in it. It's such a cool part of history that we get to hear some of her first broadcasts as the queen and as the, the sovereign of her nation. And over the years, she became known for her annual Christmas broadcasts when she would broadcast strength and grace to the country, sharing small little tidbits about her life as well as advice for the nation once a year. And it's, it's just kind of beautiful to listen to. In the old days... The monarch led his soldiers on the battlefield and his leadership at all times was close and personal. Today, things are very different. I cannot lead you into battle. I do not give you laws or administer justice, but I can do something else. I can give you my heart and my devotion to these old islands and to all the peoples of our brotherhood of nations. So, you know, there's... 
you watched her in her life. She went through the roller coaster ride of success and failure, of challenge and trial, and and, and you know the the peak of of uh, success. All of it on public display. Under the under this, this intense microscope, and none more intense than you know the the sort of performance and and coming out of her children. And, mm-hmm. You know, the, just w- one year in particular was a horrible year for her, 1992, and I I remember this very very well. I was you know, young in my early twenties, but watched everybody wondering what she would say in this address, talking about uh, all the challenges of that year. 1992 is not a year on which I shall look back with undiluted pleasure. In the words of one of my more sympathetic correspondents, it has turned out to be an annus horribilis. There can be no doubt, of course, that criticism is good for people and institutions that are part of public life. No institution, city, monarchy, whatever, should expect to be free from the scrutiny of those who give it their loyalty and support, not to mention those who don't. But we are all part of the same fabric of our national society. And that scrutiny by one part of another can be just as effective if it is made with a touch of gentleness, good humor, and understanding. Man, just the, the grace in acknowledging, you know, a terrible year. Mm-hmm. And she, she, all of her children's marriages failed that year. Her residence, her main residence, burned yeah. that year. And yet, welcoming, saying in a way, I know. <laughs> this has been horrible, and I welcome your criticism, but I'm just asking you to do it with a touch of gentleness, you know. And I, I just, just leadership under this this uh, intense magnifying glass that just could so easily mow anyone down. She never let it happen in 70 years. And I think that there's a, a humanness to her that she was really good at displaying. And and one of those examples is that we all like to think that we knew exactly what her relationship with Princess Diana was like, but we don't. And uh, despite it being a little bit tumultuous, her words after the death of Princess Diana were very respectful and, and very poignant for the mother of her grandchildren. She was an exceptional and gifted human being. In good times and bad, she never lost her capacity to smile and laugh, nor to inspire others with her warmth and kindness. I admired and respected her for her energy and commitment to others, and especially for her devotion to her two boys. And I think we could pivot now to one of her last addresses to, the, to her entire nation that was, ended up being broadcast around the world. In the depths of the pandemic, it reminded me of, of the messaging you know, that we heard from her father uh, in the uh, run-up to the to the war, her grandfather in the war previous to that. And it, anyway, it was just her response to the pandemic. While we have faced challenges before, this one is different. This time we join with all nations across the globe in a common endeavor, using the great advances of science and our instinctive compassion to heal. We will succeed, and that success will belong to every one of us. We should take comfort that while we may have more still to endure, better days will return. We will be with our friends again. We will be with our families again. 
we will meet again. Just leadership embodied, you know. And she does feel like everyone's grandma. Yeah, and I, it's hard for me to. Uh, I'm. I think we need to take the time to pause, and I think we need to be careful not to quickly just trash Charles. But I, I'm going to have a hard time feeling as uh, buoyed up, as strengthened. Mm-hmm. When words come from Charles, I just can't. I I can't make that pivot. It's going to be really difficult for me. Well, that's fair enough. And it is. She is a piece of history, right? She encompassed so much for such a long period of time, and her experiences reflected that, and her wisdom reflected that. And and Charles doesn't have that, and so he'll have to draw on something else to connect with the people of his country. Yeah. The other thing is, I'm I'm glad I'm not Camilla. I mean, I, she has to go through the ringer again, too, right? I mean, I, yeah. she, she'll – it'll be very interesting to see how she is judged because uh, there's the, – the British press is interesting. They, they, they love the royal family. They need the royal mm-hmm. family. It is, it is the foundation upon which the economics of their press is built. Yep. But, but they're also very good at kind of picking it apart. Yeah. So it'll be very interesting to see how this plays. Yeah, we mentioned this earlier, but I'm really curious to see how this impacts international politics. So that's that's what I'm looking forward to, to see how that shifts over time. Yeah, we need the steady hand of, of the United Kingdom. Uh, we've counted on it for years, and we're going we're gonna to need it uh, going forward for sure. Thank you for joining us on Inside Sources.